With about 60,000 tracks uploaded daily on Spotify alone, it's easy for anyone to get lost in the mix. So let's try to reverse the odds of being found. My guests are from the creative and business side of the music scene. We talk about what inspires them, their process, and the practical steps they've been taking to get noticed. I'm Saina, your host. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Lost in the Mix. On this episode, I talked to Plamen, an engineer who moved to this country to study music and now works in Pierce Entertainment, a studio where artists such as Rag and Bone and Sam Smith have recorded in. So let's get to our recording about how he works. Hey, Plamen. Hi. It's actually quite strange because right now this episode is a little bit different. We're actually sitting in the studio you work with work in not with um so this is cool getting to finally record something live not live but in person i guess yeah. so it's a bit different um yeah so how how's things for you and how's work been i mean it's been crazy um thinking about you know 2020 and like everything that happened this year well the previous year and mm. everything but um for me, it's actually been quite busy and um, quite yeah, productive. Can, your schedules seem very busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I yeah. I was lucky to sort of be able to completely move towards, you know, engineering as a full-time, mm. full-time job. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been great. It's been horrible and great at the same yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. I think the same with me. And I think a lot of people feel that same as well. Yeah, so just like tell us about what you've been doing here in the studio. So it's next to Sam Smith's studio, I heard. This is what Luke said, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> next door, we have um, Steve Fitzmaurice, who's um, like multi Grammy Award winning um, engineer. So he's done a lot of stuff from, you know, Sam Smith, you know, Paloma Faith, The Rag and Bone, yeah, yeah. you know, many, many like big names. And, uh, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity to sort of, assist I really yeah learn that's you know, cool yeah absorb as much information as I can yeah learn from so, the best that exactly. is really cool exactly so how it's been you, it's been amazing yeah how did you get the opportunity I'll need to go a little bit back yeah yeah, yeah. From when I was at uni mm-hmm. um one of my teachers um Neil Pickles he he actually worked in this very studio as a mastering engineer he still he still does okay um but yeah, one day I, I literally just like texted him and I was like, hey, I'm looking for a placement. You know, do you know someone? Do you? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I mean, just yeah. come in. So this is how I kind of, this is how everything started for me uh, at Pierce Entertainment. I came in, I did a bit of, you know, assisting on mastering sessions for, for a while. Then I moved to um, the guys next door, that's Steve, Darren. And yeah. uh, I started assisting slightly bigger projects on more of a mixing side. So it was all kind of assisting first and then it was moving on to doing your yeah. own projects. Yeah, exactly. So I've, I've, I've been doing my own projects in the meantime as well. Yeah, yeah. But nothing like yeah. bigger, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, of course, um, yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's, been, it's been great. So yeah. I've been here for almost four years now. Wow, really? Yeah. Oh, um, so, and now I can finally provide enough work and have enough um, Mm. artists yeah and it's like your own little space isn't it yeah yeah. do you share it with anyone else yeah we still share with the mastering engineers we also share with a couple more producers who come in here to record vocals 
you know, mix and that kind of stuff. But I'm the sort of in-house engineer at the moment. So, you know, everything, everything that comes. You're on the show. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Cool. So let's just rewind back to how, I mean, you kind of said it with the uni. I mean, was there anything before that, prior to that, like how you first found your love for mixing? Because there's quite a, I don't know, in my eyes, I feel like most people are like, oh, I want to sing, I want to play the piano, I want to play the guitar. But to be like, I want to mix, it feels like, it's like, it's like, did you love maths or something? I can just see. No, no, I hated maths. I, I was the really? worst at maths. Yeah. Yeah. Back okay. home, I had to retake two years because of maths. Oh, okay. But yeah, no. Um, but mixing is so like mathematical. I don't know. Um, in a way, oh in a way, you can say that. Eyes, anyway. No, the the way the way um, everything kind of happened is like I've always I've always loved music and I've always been like surrounded by music. I was doing musicals actually back home. Okay, so nice. um, back home, Bulgaria. Okay, yeah. So when I when I decided to um, to come to London, one of the options was to continue with that, yeah, or go for my other passion, which was engineering in a way that back in the days I would uh, I really liked recreating songs because mm, okay. I was interested like oh what all the elements are yeah, like yeah, oh, yeah, how, yeah. how did they manage to do that and do that so I would always like do covers of songs and just like make instrumentals and try and extract every piece of every element from the music uh, to sort of put it together and, and make it sound good and this is how this whole you know, yeah, you had to about. have the foundation of the producing and yeah. then from there you yeah. kind of delved more into like the way it sounded. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay. And yeah, and, and then I, I decided to um, actually continue with this one and yeah, yeah here I am. <laughs> yeah, here you are. It's good, it's cool. For people who don't really know, could you define mixing, mastering and just engineering in general? Yeah, so the way I look at it is, um, you know, I'll, I'll even go a little bit back from the actual recording because mm-hmm. then you have you have the recording, which happens, you know, in most cases in yeah. the studio. Then you have the mixing process, which is, um, you know, choosing the right takes, you know, organizing the whole sessions, you know, making everything sound good. And then the mastering part is the final second pair of years you can call it, where yeah, yeah. someone else takes a song and then, you know, they will do some corrective EQing and then that whole track then gets taken to um, to the standards. You know, you have standards for Spotify, for okay, streaming yeah, services, yeah. for CD back in the days. Um, so, yeah, the mastering is a very final stage where everything is just like finalized and, you know, made sound. Yeah, polished. Yeah. It's kind of like most people won't really hear it, will they? It's just boosting those elements that you... Oh, would you hear it? Because I mean, when I, I I can't really hear it. To, to most people, uh, the difference between a mix and a master, the master would just sound a bit louder. Louder, yeah. Yeah, but it's not just that. Exactly, it's yeah, playing with like compression, it. playing with like limiting and that kind of stuff, which which are very important for the final yeah, project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then engineering is literally just the combination of the yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. You could be recording engineer, mixing engineer, mastering engineer, and that's all sound engineering. Okay. So in terms of a process of a song. I mean, you kind of have said, but like, what is your process when it comes to someone has given you stems? What do you do? The first thing that I would do is I, w- I would always like listen to the demo. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to see where the producers, the the, the yeah, songwriters vision, yeah. wanted to, yeah, go to. And then I would probably try and find out what is the what is the key element for, for a song. 
Um, sometimes, you know, in most cases, that's the vocal, you know, the vocal part. But sometimes you get tracks that are more instrumental. Then there's always something that is the foundation of the yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'll always start mixing my songs from that very thing. So if okay. it's the vocals, I will do the vocals. Yeah, so you're basing everything off that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah, and, then, and then find space for everything else around it rather than making like a, like a very good, let's say, instrumental and then realize that there's no space. Like yeah, I, I use the word sense. space because like, you know, think about a mix like a, like a glass of water. And there's certain water that you can put in, like you can't you can't fit more yeah, than yeah. You know, a certain amount. So every every ratio. element has yeah every element has its own proportions. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so this is this is why I always start from you know vocals. Maybe after that I'll get the drums done, so you have like nice and you know punchy track, and and then everything else just fit around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Where do you find your plugins? I mean. They can be cracked, <laughs> but what do you, maybe like a couple of your favorite plugins or like, oh, as well, like what software do you use? Th- th- that's a funny question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think, I think, you know, in a way, sadly, but at the same time, it's kind of nice having those cracked plugins because I think young producers need to understand the tools mm. that are available. Yeah. I'm not saying that, you know, you cannot mix a song with the with the stock plugins or, or things like that. But in general, um, I think it's nice to see where you can get. Yeah. Because, you know, I've, I've, I've pretty much done the same thing. I've had quite a lot of, you know, cracked plugins. And then I realized that I probably use about 20 of them. You know, now I own, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I bought yeah. them because, you know, yeah, in the professional world now, exactly. <laughs> I I don't know. I quite like, there's a company called FabFilter. Mm-hmm. They make um, amazing plugins. And these are like, if, if if I have to choose like five plugins, that'll be the, the FabFilter bundle okay. because I can I can literally do anything. Really? It's got okay. an equalizer, it's got compressor. Yeah, I think, I think okay. that's the one that I would go for. And I use mainly um, Logic Pro. I also work very well on Pro Tools. Um, I still cannot really get my head around Ableton. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's alien for me, <laughs> completely out of this world. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know. Is there a reason for using Logic? Like maybe if you know Pro Tools, is there is there a difference on what projects you use on each? What I, what I found out is for some reason, because I do a bit of production as well, and... In Logic, is a lot easier for me to kind of add production yeah, to even yeah. to mixes. But like, it's just that that hybrid thing where it kind of combines the best of the best of Ableton, the best of Pro Tools, and it's just like in one software. So that's why I'm, I, I I kind of um, you know learned Logic the best, and you know um, I just I kind of stick with it. Yeah, and Pro Tools is more on the recording side, isn't it? Yeah, I mean. Pro Tools is great for recording. Pro Tools is great for everything. <laughs> Maybe the only thing that I would say that it's not great for is like production and like being creative because, you know, it's so advanced, it's so um, sophisticated that it kind of takes away that um, it's not intuitive. Okay. It's not as intuitive. Yeah, because I, I learned it briefly at Brit and oh, I could not. There's so many steps to like just recording one thing. I just... I didn't understand it. I couldn't, I could, that was, yeah, that was a software I couldn't get my head yeah, around. It's definitely a professional mm. tool and takes a bit of time to yeah. um, learn. I mean, yeah, it's probably just that I'd have to really 
have a go and practice with it like anything like, really like, yeah like any yeah, software exactly. the more you work with it the, 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 the quicker exactly. you get yeah when a producer brings you his project what do they need to give you like what are the what are the things that you need from the project um good quality really yeah just good quality <laughs> um yeah. yeah some people don't realize that um you know you're not a magician and yeah. at the end of the day there's so much you can do yeah definitely you know it's very difficult to get a good sound out of let's say crappy bedroom recorder vocal yeah the better the recording the better the mix yeah um, of course. i would say and you get dry stems, isn't that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, most of the times I'll get dry stems. Sometimes I'll get the, you know, the the process ones just so I get an idea of, yeah. you know, if there's anything specific that they wanted and, um, you know, any specific effects, reverbs and that kind of stuff. But usually I would prefer to start with a dry signal and then add all the effects um, after that. Cool. Okay. Working here... How do you bring in your artists? How do you get your work? It's it's a combination of just knowing people and like whenever there's like a happy client, it always brings another one. Okay, yeah. Now that I'm signed with um, with the company, I you know I get a lot of my projects from my management. So it's kind of it's it's kind of combination of both. Okay, so it's nice you can fit in your own people as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's cool. Nice. Yeah, so have you got any projects that you're looking forward to that you can speak about? Or maybe no. <laughs> Our project today. <laughs> Our project today, Our project exactly. Today, yeah. exactly. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of, of, of um, I'm doing something that I'm not quite sure whether I can talk about it. Yeah, that's the problem. That's why I asked that because yeah. I don't know what you can say. No, I, I generally get excited about um, most of the stuff that I do. Yeah. And because I, I kind of try to work on music that I like. Um, it's very difficult to um, get the most out of your skills uh, and put them into something that you, you don't really like. don't like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why, you know, I would I would refuse to do some like certain yeah. mixes, certain yeah. genres that you're I'm not really not comfortable be... with and I'm, yeah. I really don't feel it. Yeah, because you're not going to be the best person for it if you're not feeling it and you're not going to put that 100% passion into it. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so, so in most cases, I genuinely work on stuff that I really like. So I do get excited about every single one. Cool. Yeah, I guess that's that's good. I mean, it's it's a bit hard to work on something you don't like, isn't it? Very hard, trust yeah. me. <laughs> cool. Okay. Well, I guess that's kind of summed everything up. Um, thank you for being on the show. Well, thank you for having me. And that's cool. All right. Bye. Bye. Even though Plamen did say he's not a magician, he is certainly a magician at his work, so definitely go check him out because he might be your guy for your next project. If you haven't already, head over to our social media, Twitter and Instagram, where we showcase all our guest work and you can hear a little snippet just before you listen to the whole episode.